We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Monday, Monday, December 12th, and you know what we do on Mondays? It's Mondays with McCool. We bring in James McCool, the co-author, with me on the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. It's a 15-hour audio DFS masterclass you can pick up at theoryofdfs.com. Good morning, people in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button. You know how much I like that. D-Fick, Bark B, Suki Singh, Wataz, Kickstarter, Tank Forever. Pac-Man's here. Even Pac-Man's here. Gobbling up. He's gobbling up my bankroll yesterday. Uh, Lost money yesterday. Even though I did, James, I I came in. uh, I had a sweat yesterday. I came in 10th in the 100K spy. And if uh, the two, uh, if I got touchdowns, from Carolina Panthers running backs that would have gone to Deonta Foreman, I would have, I would have won. I would, well, maybe wouldn't have won. Came in second at least. When we, Chuba Hubbard, yeah, Deonta Foreman gets stuffed twice, and then Chuba Hubbard gets in, and then Deonta Foreman gets stuffed once, and then whatever black that Blackshear guy, I don't even know his first Rolando Blackshear. I don't know what he. So uh, I got, I got the right team. I got the right position. I just didn't get the two touchdowns. Here's here's what I would say about that. Deontay Foreman should just be better at not getting stuffed at the goal line. Right, because there's a way to control that. 
Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, you know, that like what? Like you see Jamal Williams, like Jamal Williams never gets stuffed the goal line. He should be more like Jamal Williams. If I were to play Jamal Williams, it would have gotten less points. Well, yeah, because Jamal Williams never had a chance at the goal line. But when he does get chances at the goal line, he scores. So Dr. Oh. should just do that. Oh. He just scored. So how was you how was your how was your yesterday? Oh bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you have yeah. uh, did you have the large see the, the thing about this lineup is like it's a 2% Lawrence, 6% mm-hmm. Zay Jones, 2.7% Evan Ingram, and then everything else either is way – I mean, I some of his ownership I, I did not expect. Well, obviously, I played Swift and Jefferson opposite each other. That makes – I mean, I have no sure. Amon Ross St. Brown at a million percent owned in this lineup. I paired the Deonta Foreman and the Panthers defense. I thought Deonta Foreman's ownership, what happened there? I was blown away at that ownership. I did not that, that looking at the Millie now, just from an ownership perspective of where, where I got the most wrong. Uh obviously I had Amon Ross St. Brown for much lower than 46. I still am at, at him as the highest owned player on the slate, but more like 30% owned. Yep, same than 46. Same. Uh Dallas defense, I, I didn't have it 34, but I still had the highest owned defense. Sure, of course. I will I Pollard I had lower. Foreman, I had lower. Swift, I had lower. I had much more on Henry. Like, if we take a look at just even the running backs. Like, I, 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 I had Henry as the highest owned running back. And then I, after Henry, I had Mixon. So, I like, had I had, like, I had Henry at, like, maybe 26% owned. Mixon at 22. And then we got, like, Pollard at 20 Swift at 18, but I had Foreman at like 10 to 12%, and he came in at 25. Yeah, I had Mixon at 24, and I had Derrick Henry at 20. So I was flip-flop with you, but those were okay. those were my top two. But I had Pollard at 20. I had DeAndre Swift at 19. I had Dante Foreman at like 12. Right, that's about what I had him at. That's why yeah. I, I, play, I play, That's why I played him. I cannot believe that he ended up – like, why did that happen? I don't understand that. Someone in chat is saying late swap. You can't be for that. Back. It's the Millie. People don't swap enough. In the, nobody's, in the, nobody's late swapping that. Um, right. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think that, like, directionally, it was pretty – it was right to have, like, the top five or six owned players be Amon Ross St. Brown, Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard, Justin Jefferson, right? Like, that. that directionally, that makes sense. But their ownership got – extremely inflated and if i take a look at the wide receiver stuff like i i had the top the top three on receivers are the top three on receivers so i had amon ross jefferson and garrett wilson so i I, like directionally i'll take a look at this and then i had yeah chase up there lock it up there Mm -hmm. i shark and Thielen are coming along for the ride from the game stacks uh dj moore i had up there judy i have i mean like it's 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 the wide receiver ownership is about what I expected. About what I expected. Just higher. Yeah, other than other than no, no. I mean, I had Je- Jefferson at like twenty four. I had Wilson at twenty, but I had Amon Ra at like thirty. So, but but it didn't really affect much of the other own. I mean, it did, but like from a strategic standpoint, Amon Ra being forty six percent owned, like all of this ownership, the extra sixteen percentage points in ownership, just came out like from like everyone. 
Yeah, yeah. Like it's not like it just oh, it came all out from this person and that person. It's just like no, just pretty much across the board for everyone. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown. I only played in game. I only played in stacks. So it's I, I mean I, I did the same thing like I did the week before. Like mm-hmm. if I'm playing a golf or a cousins team or something, yeah, sure. I only played I had Amon Ross St. Brown in one lineup and it was across from Dalvin Cook. Right, okay, yeah, stuff like that. And Dal- and Dalvin Cook was lower owned. Like I, really, well, lower, I had him at like twelve and he came in at nine. I really liked Dalvin Cook this week. I thought he was a phenomenal GPP play. Um, so I like I was fine with with having him, but still, I, I went about it the opposite way of you, and I decided to just get pieces of that Detroit Minnesota game um, in lower owned stacks. Like I had a Dallas stack, which was five percent owned or something. So I don't care about eating Amon Ross St. Brown. No, I I don't care about eating Amon Ross St. Brown thirty percent ownership in that lineup. I care a little bit about forty eight percent ownership, but whatever. Um, and then I just I, tried playing that game a little differently. Like I, I I played like I played DJ Shark as like a one. Yeah. Like I was doing like Dalvin Cook one side, DJ Shark the other side. Mm-hmm. I was also doing Swift. I also played KJ Osborne as a cheap. Yeah. Punt I liked the Minnesota side more. Like I, I played around with a lot of different Minnesota sacks that were mostly built around DJ Chark. I, I was really, I, I really wasn't trying to eat Emin Ross St. Brown chalk if I was going to play that game. Uh, but I, I mean, I, I ended up not playing any stacks of that game because I only had three lineups. I, I think from a macro perspective, I need to play more lineups because like three lineups this year has just shot me so many times where I'm like, yeah, because I wrote up the Jags as a stack. I was like, yeah. They, why, they you, but did, why didn't you play Lawrence stacks? I, I played the other side. I played the Tennessee stack. Okay. Well, I did that also. So I'm like, and I liked the Jags, but I had a Dallas stack. I had a uh, Tennessee stack and I had a Cleveland stack. So like those were my three stacks that I had. And if I'd have had five lineups, if I've had 10 lineups, then yeah, I get onto the Jags. I have another Minnesota. Well, yeah, you got, you got to, you got to do better in three then. I know. I know. It's killed me this year. Well, my single entry lineup was a Trevor, Trevor. I mean, I played Trevor Lawrence. I thought it was a great sack. I, I, and, and I would have gone about it with, I probably would have had Evan Ingram if I'd have built a Jag stack. I probably would have gone. Yeah, of course you got to fill a good tight end spot. I mean, that's the reason why I have 42 points here. It makes it easy. Right. But so. but if you take a look at the rest of my lineup, I'm playing like, dude. You once you play a two percent owned stack, I mean, dude, you do not have to get different. No, you play the best projected lineup. I mean, like, I mean, that's essentially. Obviously, I'm playing Henry as the run back, so it's not just a it's a Jag stack. It's Jag stack with Derrick Henry. Then it's yeah. like, okay, I want a piece of the the Minnesota Detroit game. I go Swift Jefferson, and then what? Then Foreman Panthers. I mean, this is this is how I build lineups. I mean, it has three correlations in it and a one-off Wilson, who was the best projected for that price range. And there you go. And boom. Right? Uh, of course, uh, uh, Foreman's 5,400. You know who else was 5,400 in the late games? Jerry Judy. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah. So if I would have played if I would have played Jerry Judy instead of Deontay Foreman, I'd have a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you you'd absolutely bank that. Yeah. Right. I built I, I the first lineup that I built was my Dallas stack, and it's like my favorite lineup that I built all week. Now, let, let me guess: is it uh, it's a Dak plus Lamb plus Schultz? No, okay, it's Dak plus Lamb plus Gallup, right? No bring back on, the, or no, I did have a bring back. I had Philip Dorsett. Okay, so 
Dallas stack, bring it back. Philip Dorsett, of course, miss on Chris Moore having 150 yards, whatever. Don't care. Uh, and then I had Dalvin Cook, and I brought that back with Amon Ross St. Brown. I had Joe Mixon. I brought it back with David Njoku with the Broncos defense. It's like, and, and that like, scored like 80 points. Yeah, it scored like nothing. But <laughs> it's like, it like my favorite lineup that I built all week. Um, and, it, and it scored nothing. And then, you know, things like that happen. It, it was a bummer. It's just a bummer of a week. I think overall, NFL has been annoying for me in that – a lot of the time I, I'm on the right things in terms of the models, but then I just like say in my little nut brain, oh yeah, I'm just going to make Tennessee stack instead. <laughs> like why? Why? Just why? Right. I mean, like you're like tennis. I mean, I had 16 lineups and I did only because I was playing a lot of that game. I was playing the Jags yeah. Titans game. So I played one Tannehill lineup yeah. alongside three Lawrence lineups because just to have the other side of the game also. But in three lineups, I wouldn't have played the Titans. I wouldn't have yeah. played the, the Browns. I wouldn't. No, I know. And and I, I did. I did it like late in the day. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. This last this last lineup is gonna be a Tennessee lineup. And then after lock, I'm like, just make the Minnesota lineup, James. Like you, you could just you, you don't even don't have, have to make to the Minnesota it. lineup. But don't screw around with the Titans when you could you could just play the Jaguars. The ja- the Jaguars side was so much better. I mean. What did you make? What was the Titans line? What did you make? Tan- like mine was Tannehill plus Woods plus Unconquo. My, t- my Titans lineup was my best lineup, by the way. So like this, this is lineup that came closest. Uh, Ryan Tannehill with uh, Nick Wisbrook, Akeen, and Chiga Conquo, right? Okay. So cheap, cheap. Yes. So that I could afford Christian McCaffrey with Justin Jefferson because I wanted to spend up. At, at okay. Did you run? Did you have any Jags in that lineup? I did. I had Christian Kirk instead of Zay Jones. So uh, that sucks. It sucks, right? Like, what are you going to do? And then I had Tony Jones in that lineup. Which Tony Jones, well, come on. No, I what know. It's a terrible lineup. What were people doing? Stroud facing strategy, even so annoyed to play Tony Jones. And like, what What are people doing, James? Because, what did you, what did you do? of the reports from Schefter. Quote starting. But that doesn't mean anything. Right, but at the price to be able to get Christian McCaffrey and Justin Jefferson in that lineup, just play Travis Homer then. But why Travis Homer? Because at least he has value. Who cares if he? Who cares who gets the first snap of the game? Well, okay. So again, so we're gonna look at this from a modeling perspective, right? Right. So, that's what I'm saying. What did you do wrong? So I had Tony Jones projected for like Jones? eleven fantasy points. It's not a crazy amount of fantasy points, but no, no, in my aggregate at eight eight point two. Yeah, at at four point eight forty eight hundred. But Homer was two hundred more. Don't give me, don't give me the always forty eight hundred. But Homer was two hundred more than that. No, I I know, I know. Like like I said, this this. I had I had Cody Jones at eight point two eight, and I had Travis Homer at eleven point six four. Because of the receiving work. Oh, obviously, probably. or probably more of a shit, dude. Dude, you act like I'm putting these inputs. No, I'm, I, I know. I'm grabbing I know, this I, from I around everywhere. I, I don't know why I asked that. Uh, but yeah, anyway, an- annoyed about the Tony Jones situation because, like, it one, I didn't need to take that risk, and I know that I didn't need to take that risk. Like, looking back at the lineup, I think that I did it specifically because. And, and here's the thing: I didn't. I needed to do it to fit the lineup that I had. But if I play Zay Jones instead of Christian Kirk. I could have played, I don't know, maybe Dante Foreman, who I thought was only going to be 12% owned, right? Like, I, I'd have been fine with that. So it's just, it's really annoying that I, like, because I've just been cold in NFL. It's frustrating. I hate downswings in NFL. Because you only you only have so many weeks, right? It's all so just you, blends in with all the other sports. Who cares? 
Well, yeah, I mean, I, I get it, but like, it's still, it's still annoying from like, I don't know. I don't know why it's annoying. Cold streaks in NFL feel worse for me than cold streaks in other sports. Who was the the, the report on Tony Jones? Strawface is saying it was it was expected to play fifty percent of the snaps. I I didn't I I don't remember seeing that. But you know what I where no, no, no. It, it wasn't it wasn't fifty percent of the snaps. It was literally that he was exp- so there were multiple reports out. And again, this is all, all I could remember. All I could remember is one the, the main report I believe was rap. And anything he says, I just don't even bother. It was not Rappaport. It was it was Adam Schefter, and it was what reported. Did, no, what did he? I'll go back to I'll go back to Twitter to even see what did Adam Schefter? Say? Absolutely, Adam Schefter, and it was expected to be the starter and to get the majority of the snaps. It, it was like a legit report. It was a legit report. Let's let's see how legit this report is. I'm going to search. This is how you search on Twitter. I'm just going to put in Jones. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, no, these are people just replying back to him. Yeah, these are people that are mad. Uh, let's see. Where's the, where's an original tweet? Maybe, maybe, okay, no. You you want to know how you really search things, Blender? Why? Go to I Adam Schefter's account. Yeah, and, and I mean, I could, yeah, he doesn't tweet that much. I could just scroll through. There you go. What happened with T. Higgins yesterday? I did. He should have. Well, what kind of crap is this? I mean, shouldn't he be on the injury report if he's injured? Yeah. Well, I I had him in the lineup too. Like I said, man, tilting. Just tilting. No, but I mean, I don't mind. Hey, if you told me he was questionable and I played him anyway and then he ends up not playing, that's that's one thing. But he's literally not even on the injury report. Yeah, very different. I'm still looking. I'm still looking for this. Did he DK delete Metcalf? The tweet? There's DK Metcalf, Fournette. Here, Seahawks, Ken Walker, and DJ Dallas both. No, 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 no. He deleted the tweet. Oh, he did. Oh, he deleted the tweet. He deleted the tweet. Where, where? Because I, I don't see, I don't see any tweet about Tony Jones. No, you don't, because he deleted it. But that was. You can go. How do you uh, know? Well, shouldn't, shouldn't there be screenshots or something? There's likely screenshots. Hold on. So I show me. Right. You keep on telling me that Adam Schefter reported that Tony. Tony Jones thing. I don't remember Adam Schefter. I remember other people. I don't remember a Schefter tweet about Tony Jones. So I could put in Tony Jones. I could put, you know, like, like Ian Rappaport. Sure. No, it was absolutely Adam Schefter. Absolutely Schefter. Yeah. Because I, because I don't even follow Rappaport. Yeah, but you'll see tweets and you'll see whatever in your in your feed from other people. And it was tweeted out by uh, Underdog. Okay, well that they they're, all they're doing is taking it from other sources, right? And said that per <laughs> Schefter, a oh, per Schefter, per Schefter. We're going to find this because that's the only reason why I changed it. Right. He's getting credited with the sources. high Tony Jones. It's the only reason I changed it, it was because it was Schefter. 
And then he goes back and deletes the tweet. But wasn't he the starter? Technically, he did come in the first series, right? Yeah, but that's not what was said. It wasn't just said starter. Right. Because I don't... No one screen capped it or anything like that. All the people are just complaining about probably lo- the, losing their $3 fantasy football. Yeah, office. yeah. I mean, I, I don't care about that, obviously. Right. DK Nation. Seahawks, Tony Jones expected to start today versus the Panthers per Adam Schefter. It wasn't start. It was absolutely be the lead back. Like, get the majority of the snaps. Yeah, it's just people yelling at him. And, like, the chat agrees with me. Mike Clay said, Schefter said Tony Jones is starting. <laughs> I still wouldn't have played him though. I still, it's just like, dude, I saw, I, I saw the same thing you saw, and it's not, and I, I let me aggregate my projections. Oh, neither running backs is great. Okay, so I don't play either of them. I didn't play either of them. No, and I get it. Um, Why not just play Jarek McKinnon? Because apparently he's the greatest to ever do anything. God, yeah, just, just brutal stuff. Uh, overall, anyway, whatever. We can stop looking for this. Um, right, we got, but obviously it was there. I don't know. It just I, it was there. Uh, but but anyway, from a modeling perspective, from a content creation perspective, like if you see that the guy who had the majority of the snaps when Ken Walker goes down, because I, initially I did have Travis Homer, and I like Travis Homer more. If initially you see that the guy who came in and got the majority of the actual rushing work when Ken Walker goes down and then is reported by like reliable sources who apparently delete their goddamn tweets. Uh, it tweets out that he's going to be the, the mainly back. And uh, like, you have to go in and you have to say, okay, well now we have to switch Travis Homer from being the lead back into being the, the change of pace back again. And that's fine. Like Travis Homer still projected. Okay. But he projected a little bit behind Tony Jones. And then the upside of Tony Jones in a matchup where you would expect Seahawks to be able to uh, not suck. Like, it just seemed like an okay spot to take a risk on somebody if they're going to be lower owned. And I did still expect them to be lower owned. So it, it just, it's a situation that sucks and is one of those, like you look back on it. And of course, as we're talking about on the show, it's like, why did you even take that risk? And I can absolutely right, but I mean, Matt, Matthew Jeske's in the chat right now saying no other projection source did what James is saying. You're, that, that's that's the thing that I'm pointing out that that when that report came out, I mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm aggregating every all the projections, and when I aggregate all the projections, it still has Travis Homer three points higher projected than Tony Jones. Even with the change, even if you whatever whatever change in workload, most I, from I am, what I from, from what I could see, I mean, I I was going through some stuff. A lot of people, most people, were saying that even though Tony Jones is the starter, like Travis Homer is going to get most of the quality touches. I mean, like as far as like, do I care who runs into the line twelve times? Right in the midfield, no. So like. It, I can't. Great. Even if they, even if it's sixty forty, Homer still gets 
so much more valuable fantasy point work. I mean, that's what I'm assuming. Like I said, I'm not modeling anything, but. And like I am saying, this, this is annoying a mistake on my part. I'm not saying and just, and defending the model. I'm saying that when the report comes out, you do have to adjust for that. And Strawface 23, the blitz moved him up and the report came out and made them about even. Okay. I'm not insane here. Like, you have to make those adjustments when that report comes out. You don't have a choice as a model. Right, it just ends up with that you don't play either. I mean, it, even even with right. that, I mean, it, did, it didn't matter. I, I totally get that. And I have already acknowledged that it was a bad decision on my part. I get it. I get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Matt Mears and Chess says Grant Brown taking down the 100K spy in the 100K red zone. Where, where did that happen? Is his name Johnny Rats? I don't know. I'm in the 100K spy. Yeah, we're looking at it. <laughs> well, I'm looking at it, Matt. So, I mean, because he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a listener. He's a watcher. He's a... Roto Grinders subscriber. He's in. He's in the the, the Discord. In the in the we do Zoom calls or whatever. Which I, I'm doing another one ne- uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow night, eight o'clock Eastern. So sign up to Roto Grinders Premium Combo Premium. I do two or three uh, Zoom calls, Zoom coaching calls behind behind the paywall. If you're a premium which member, are super of Roto valuable, Grinders. super valuable stuff. Yeah, typically we have very good conversations there. Much better than on this show. <laughs> That's not, that's not, that has, I'm not talking about you, James. I'm talking about in just the, the people. I was going to say, you, you the, don't appreciate our conversations? I thought yeah, we the, the, the conversation last week was definitely the attractiveness model. That was incredible stuff. Right? So, see, Gino did well. So he's have, obviously attractive. Yep. Obviously. How did Trevor Lawrence, right? Trevor Lawrence, you couldn't play, right? You could, oh, okay. He's not attractive. No, 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 no. He's very, very ugly. Very ugly. It's 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 an exception to the rule, you know. There's there's always going to be outlier events. Oh, Grant Grant won the the spot the twenty k to first and and ten k red zone. Okay, so not not well, not, the one, not this one. 
I was in those also, just not with not with the, obviously this good of an entry or whatever. So congrats, congratulations. There you go. All you I needed think- is Evan Ingram, right? I mean, if you have a two percent on forty-two point guy in the tight end spot, it's uh, there. That's pretty much all you needed. Yeah. To differentiate yourself. I think did that you, maybe did, you see, did you see the 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 Millie winner? Yeah, it was a really good lineup. The Millie winner won by thirty six points. Like, dude, do you know how ridiculous that is? Yeah. That the, I think the Millie winner had pr- pretty much the optimal lineup. Yeah. Yeah. I like, don't kind of, like, I don't know if you could have scored any more points, but like, here's a, and it may and it all makes sense, right? You got Lawrence plus Zay Jones plus Evan Ingram, Derrick yeah. Henry run back. Yeah. Right. You got, uh, and then and then you got uh, Jerry Judy and Jarek McKinnon are across from each other. Yeah. And Jarek McKinnon used to be on the San Francisco uh, 49ers. Yeah, so you get that correlation as you well. Get, you get that, right, that that correlation that doesn't matter. Uh, one by 30, but like not even like 35 points. Like, dude, he could have taken out Jerry Judy from his lineup and gotten a zero. Yep. And won. And still won them and still won a million dollars. Yeah. He could have he could have literally taken out Miles Sanders at sixty two hundred and played Tony Jones, right? He could and have what played, a one. He could have played Tony Jones over Jarek McKinnon, which is a thing that I could have done. Right, if he played t- Tony Jones over Jarek McKinnon, he still would have won, I think. Or club club or thirty five point four. No, I don't know. Well, Tony Jones did score one point two or something. Oh yeah, you're right. If he were, yeah, if he replaced Jeremy with out. Tony Jones, he couldn't have. Tony Jones was forty eight hundred, and then he would have been over the salary. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, there you go. Prevent yourself from making the mistake by having less than that enough. Uh, Defix says the optimal was two eighty seven, which I think was two seventy two. It would have been Christian McCaffrey into different defense. Right, right. Because you replace Derrick Henry with Christian McCaffrey in a lower D. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. So you get a little bit more there, but like, that's, that's a ridiculous lineup. I mean, that's, that's straight up insane. Right. The, the lineup before it, it's like, okay, Geno Smith, Tyler Lockett. You take a look at this lineup and it only has a couple of flame mode. You got Everett Ingram in there. Yeah, that, that is, that is a run of the mill lineup right there. That, that one isn't even special and it came in second. Right. This one, it's like, damn. <laughs> It's almost like you don't mind if, if you're you don't mind losing to this type of line. Just like no, okay, no, you look at that. You truck me, and that's 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 fine. There are a lot of people on Twitter that that are really good players that were just like, that's a good lineup. Can you can't even be mad about that. Sometimes you look at the Millie lineup and you're just like, I need to stop playing DFS. No, sometimes you look at the Millie. Win- sometimes you look at the Millie winner and you go, How do you construct this? And how lucky do you have to be to get like all of those one offs right? Yeah. Like in that exact order at those at, at this low ownership or something. And then you take a look at this lineup and you go, Yeah, I could have built. I mean, like you just look at this and you go, I, I have nothing. I've, I've nothing to say. I'm just like, I think it's constructed well. And I would have, I, any of these players could have easily been in my player pool. The only player that I likely would not have played there is Jerry Judy. Why? Uh, actually, hold on. How would he mean? How, 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 Jerry Judy? What's wrong with the Jerry Judy? Jerry I, Judy I might be lying. Might be. No, no, no. Actually, I'd, I'd have played him. I'd have played him. 
He was fine. He was he was the highest projected player at 5,400 that I had for wide receiver. So, yeah, I played him. Uh, how about compared to running backs at 5,400? Uh, yeah, actually. Yeah. So, so Jerry Judy was the best project. So to you, to you, Jerry Judy was the best projected player at 5,400 or less. In terms of position players. Yeah, obviously compared not defenses and quarterbacks. Yeah. One sec. If I had to ask you, James, uh-huh. I have $5,400 left and I have yeah, three late Jerry games. Judy. It's Jerry Judy. So, so if I used, if I used, if I used your, your model. Yeah. I'd, Actually, I'd yeah. dollars so, Hopefully, I don't even know if I use mine. It's so gonna be really embarrassing. Are, it's gonna be really mm-hmm. embarrassing if I look at this because I didn't change it. Yeah. So I have I have the aggregate up. The ownership is different though because I reset that. Uh so let's t- let's take a look at the late games. Like if I had it open with all the late games, right? And then I just by salary. Like, okay, who do I play? Do I play Jerry Judy? No, I had Foreman for 0.03 more than Judy. I had Jerry Judy at 13.6. I had Dante Foreman at 11.9. Okay. I had Judy at 12.87, Foreman at 12.9. Mar- Latavius Murray at 13.21. I had Latavius Murray not that high because the Broncos suck. They didn't suck yesterday. I had I had Latavius Murray at 9.6. The bathrooms won out yesterday. The bathrooms, the bathrooms they, they lost. Bathrooms did win out. Right? And then ripping through a touchdown that doesn't count for the bathrooms. Oh, man, yeah. I, and, like, even... Man, I'm so annoying. I, I Why am I so annoying, Slender? I, I had Jacksonville projected well over Tennessee. Right. So why didn't you... Why aren't you playing... Why? Why? This is this is what I'm saying, dude. Like, I, I even, don't know Even what... Brick, if, if you listen to Brian Hooper... Like a lot, a lot, a lot of sharp people had the Jaguars. No, like, I know. I, I have here's, here's here's in terms of stacks. All right, Buffalo the top stack, then Minnesota. Those guys both projected above fifty as a stack. Then Seattle, Philadelphia, Kansas City. Hard to deny that. And then Cincinnati, Jacksonville, and then Dallas. And I played a Dallas stack over Jacksonville over Jacksonville as well. Right. I like this is what I'm saying. Like the the models I have been building good models, and I have just been like getting into build mode, and I'm like. Let's burn some cash. <laughs> like I'm not even. Like you, you look at this stuff, and it, I I can understand being contrarian, but you already are being contrarian. I know. What you do. I know. I'm really frustrated about it. It's been a frustrating NFL season for me because I, I had it right there, right? Like in, in terms of in terms of leverage, it was a good stack. LevX was fine. Top. I, I had it finishing as a top stack, four point two seven percent of the time. Like. It's pretty good. I think if you played anything but Minnesota, Detroit, and maybe Cincinnati, I think you were fine. Seattle was okay. Yeah, yeah. But then outside of that, I mean, I th- like I, I thought, hey, if you wanted to play Dak Prescott, I, I, I think that's fine. But I, from the the cost of the that lineup, I mean, Jacksonville well, Bell's, just Bell's didn't have the highest. Dallas had the highest team total on the slate. Like I, right. I don't mind stacking Dallas, especially when Tony Pollard is going to be chalk. Like that, I was a. That, I think and, that the, and the defense is jockey. No, I get, I get, I get yeah. that. I think that was a fine decision. My my mistake was playing Tennessee over Jacksonville for sure. 
and, and Tennessee, Tennessee projected well in terms of five X percentage. I have, I had them as the most valuable stack and they did well. Like they, they hit their medians just fine. Um, but should have played Jacksonville. I am annoyed and frustrated. If you listen to, if you listen to the, the game theory show that me and Tuttle did, that was my favorite game on the slate, Jacksonville, Tennessee. I love that game. I wrote it up as as the the underground shootout. Right. That, that's exactly what I did, and that's why I played it, and you didn't. Well, I played I played Tennessee. Why I didn't you play the right side? You played Derrick Henry on one I side, know. and you played the other. Come on. I know. Well, and Derrick Henry, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that I would have played Derrick Henry in that stack. I do think, think I would have played that, Do you think stack. next week, when every, every Ingram's 3,800 or 3,600 or something, 74% on, and he's going to get what? He's going to go two for 18. Yeah, it's like going to suck. I, I mean, this right. this was the last good game they'll have all year. This is the last good game he may have in his career. We've been, we've been waiting for this type of game, 11 for 152 and two touchdowns since he played for the Giants. No, right? no. I, I said for Derrick Henry, this is the last good game that he'll oh. have this year. Oh, I'm talking about Evan Ingram. Oh, no. Evan Ingram's awesome. I, I I said it in the in Discord yesterday. I played him for probably five weeks straight at no ownership and then did not play him this week. Yeah, but he wasn't on today, this week either. Right, but I still didn't play him after right. playing him for a month straight. DFS, right. It's, it's like, just like the Miles Sanders people. A lot of times, oh, I play Miles Sanders six weeks in a row and then the week I don't play him, 256 yards and 18 touchdowns. I think that was another big mistake that I made this week as well. It's not I think not, that's big. How is that big? Sanders didn't project well. He projected well for me. He was okay. He was there. Uh, Miles Sanders had project for 13, which is is fine. That's I not that. Projected. 13, that's not Well, hold, hold on. So I, I had him for 13.25. It's yeah. still, it put him there. But, it, it was but, there. But I thought the, the projection was fine. It wasn't great. But in terms of like the running back landscape, it was fine. But I had Philadelphia project for by far the most rushing touchdowns on the slate at over two. And, like, I usually try to play running backs on the team that I have checked for the most rushing touchdowns. It, it was Philadelphia, Cincinnati, and the Detroit in terms of rushing touchdowns. Yeah, and I played great, But you have, but you have Mixon and P. Ryan runs it in. Yeah. Right, P. Ryan, uh, I have Mixon, P. Ryan. I got Foreman's. That means that, that it's not just Hubbard. It's Hubbard and Blackshear <laughs> running in. And then, I mean, then obviously Tony Jones. I mean, I didn't have him, but. When in doubt, just don't play a running back. No, I agree. They they should just make a new format that is just wide receivers and quarterbacks. That sounds awesome. Or and the, the, you you could play running back in your utility position. Yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah, if you want, get rid of defense. Get rid of defense and add and add another utility spot. That would be that would make for a really really good change next year. DraftKings won't do it because they're way more interested in killing an MMA product. But like, I am. I would love. For a second utility spot added to NFL next year. Now I know I would love for Superflex. Superflex would be sick too. I want to be I want to be able to stack two games at once. That'd be awesome. Yeah, no, right? I want to be I want to be, be able to do quarterback, two wide uh, two wide receivers, and run back, and then do another quarterback with another two wide like two and do that. No defense. Superflex. Let me stack two things. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that like that there are there is room for some really really good innovation to be made in the space, and I I don't think the DraftKings will do it. My hope is that like I don't know Underdog or 
one of these other sites puts together like some interesting formats, maybe. I don't know. Uh, th there's a lot of room for innovation, I think, in terms of uh, roster construction stuff. Tank Forever says, I listened to the Friday show while hand-building my MMA lineup and finished 10th in a low-stakes tournament. Your insight on the different fighter variances were so valuable. Okay, thank you. That's awesome. Good job. Right? Good job. And Matt Kajeski says that we should just play college football, DFS. No, we can... I will not be doing that. The, the problem with college football, DFS, it seems like you're not sure who's going to be in the quarter, who the people are even going to play. Like, yes, yes, you're right. You could play two quarterbacks, but but every, it seems like every week in college football, DFS, it seems like it, probably not this, that someone is 58% owned and gets zero points because they didn't play. Like, it's like, it feels, or or which quarterback and which running back and is this guy, like, I, I don't want to get involved with that. Here's, that here's my thing. It's a news aggregation sport, and I don't do those. I hate those. I don't have... I do enough, right? Like right, I don't you have, have Adam Schefter, who, who I mean, <laughs> I cannot roll. Why, why aggregate news when you have Adam Schefter saying that Tony Jones is going to get a large per percentage of the the snaps? And see, there's there's that which happens. Like Schefter doesn't miss very often, but that's very very painful miss there. But that is commonplace in CFB and in preseason football and in WNBA and in you know all these other news aggregation sports. I hate news aggregation sports because right, Matt says that. imagine the T Higgins situation every week yeah that sucks why do I want why would I want to play that that sounds terrible that sounds awful unless you're into college football which I'm not yeah and I and I'm, I don't even like watching college football I don't I, I don't like watching anything Can't by the way uh, the MMA contests for this week have come out 50k to first. Eighteen dollar oh. GPP. It's the lowest top prize in almost three years. They they wanted to kill that product off. I think I think they I said it on Twitter. I think that they literally they screwed it like, up. Did you see they screwed it up? They again. screwed it up again. Yep. I think they literally looked at the numbers. I think they saw that the sharpest players were just like feasting on the MMA product and were like, "We got to kill this." So they just did this. It's so bad. It's so bad. And I feel like unlocked it. This is this is what happened on Saturday. Like I can tell you this that I, I could I I obviously I don't have cameras there. I can tell you this is what happened. Okay, on Friday, the Salvador de Silva fight was was scrapped after the weigh-ins because De Silva didn't make weight and then he had a medical right. issue. Okay. So the way that the DraftKings had it, they set whoever set up the times of the fights had to reset the times and instead of waiting to see like all that, that was, that was scheduled to be the second fight of the night. So it, it's not going to change much. You bump all the other fights down 20 minutes and there you go. You're done. But apparently the person at DraftKings that's handling it said, we're going to make the first fight six, second fight, six, 10, third fight, six 30. Cause there's only going to be three fights on the early prelims. At six o'clock, it's not. But the the card, because there's only three fights on the early prelims, is not going to start until six thirty. But of course, the person in the, on Friday was too lazy to even consider that, so they left the start time at six, and the fight time six six ten six twenty. And then, obviously, the weekend person, because it's different people, came in, wasn't paying attention at all. And then you see that the start time should be 6.30. FanDuel moved their start time up to 
DraftKings didn't do anything. So basically, the three, the early, the first three fights were going to be locked by the time that the, this card even starts because it's locking at 6 10, 6, uh, 6, 6 o'clock, 6 10, 6 20. They, whoever was in charge of there did not even see that until lock. Like they didn't, they literally didn't even notice it. So what they tried to do stupidly. So six o'clock, the first fight locked. Then six ten, the next fight locked. Even though the the, the broadcast hasn't even started yet. So before six at six seventeen or so, they decided to unlock the first two fights and change the start times. So to change the start times to six forty seven o'clock and seven twenty, but they already showed the ownership for the first two fights, and we all we both know from precedent. Once they show ownership and you try to swap, they're going to DQ your lineup. Yep. Right? So now I'm sitting there going, I can change it. Any, number one, nothing's starting. There's no reason for me to late swap anything. I, nothing, nothing's changing. Right? For me, the ownership wasn't like, oh, my God, now that I know that, I need to change everything. It wasn't even that. So, like, 10, 15 minutes later, they locked, and then they 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 relocked the fights again. Yep. Like, how do they screw, how do you screw this up without, like, it's because you're you're just completely negligent. Like whoever whoever's whoever's on the ops team is just just ne- just they're just bad at their jobs. They literally they just do not care. It it just seems like they made this change and then had absolutely no process for how they were going to handle it. Like right, a, right. A, no process as far as well. If this if this fight gets canceled, like one of the fights that the the thing that annoys me, James is their own sports book has the start times. Here's here's the dumb thing. Here's the thing that I think is the dumbest part of all of this. Why not just have somebody sitting there that presses a button to lock the fight at lock? Because that that in- involves labor and they one button. <laughs> that's all. You can avoid all of this issue. Like it's just a dude, it he needs one finger. This this is it. And when a fight locks, he just goes beep. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't understand how these companies operate. They don't. The, the, no, the I know. I know. I know it's like all automated. I get it. But like that's. Right. But their own sports book, their own sports book listed the start time right. of the first fight at six forty, yeah, and the second fight at seven ten, and the third fight at seven forty. Like it, 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 it's listed on their own sports book. Now, obviously, that's that's the estimated start time and their own sports book. Once, once the you can bet on a fight with the odds that are up, literally until the referee goes fight. Like you could like, so on the sports book side, they have all the live all the live betting is. They know exactly when the round is over, and and they and they lock the lines. They open <laughs> the lines. They somehow, lock. Yeah, somehow, somehow on the DFS side, they can't like no. We need to we need to plan this out seventeen weeks in advance. It has to be an exact time, and it has to be all automated. Like they're like, dude, your own company already does this. Just just cross pollinate the the tech. This is not. Even, I'm not even talking about the tech, the times. It's literally like, how about the person that's like, oh my God, we need to set the start times for all these fights. Why don't I go to our own sports book that has the times of all the fights and put those 
numbers as those numbers. Like that. they don't they don't even have to call the sports book, right? Like right. There, there's there's two different paths here. Look it up One, on your phone. I yeah, the person could literally just pull up their phone and say, "Those are the start times." Beep right. beep beep. Or or they could call somebody at the say say that they they don't have access to the sports book because they work for DraftKings and they're not allowed to sports bet. Okay, sure. I get that. Whatever. That's sure. That's policy. Call the person at the sports book and say, hey, what time do these fights start? What? I, I agree. And, and Hutchings never ascribe bad behavior to intention when you can ascribe to pure incompetence. Absolutely. Just the. Right, I don't think this is bad intention. Like, you go, oh, they're killing the product. No, they're just stupid. But, and killing the product. <laughs> stupid and killing the product. It sucks. And, and now, now all the MMA people who have been grinding that are bummed. And there's no other sport that is as good to you in terms of, like, the way that you put things together like that as MMA was. So... I'll still yeah. play the small field, so I don't care. It's fine. You can, yeah, you can still play a small field, but that, that large field contest is shot. It's shot, man. Can't play that. I did I did I did late swaps. It didn't it didn't help me. Well, that's this this pet this pack slate was was not very good. Well, that was what happens when you know when uh, uh, Billy Carantillo gets not gets destroyed in the first round. And then Alexander Hernandez completely gasses. I mean, it's expected. And then he puts up 125 points at 42% ownership. Mm-hmm. And I have eight lineups. I have, I have been zero. And you're just shot. Yeah. I, yeah. I of course, did not play MMA because I will not play that sport at this point. I, I wanted to play it at one point before late swap. And now it's just like, there's, there's well, no it's, hey, Dude, it's better than, it's better than college football. Yeah, well, it's not better, better than listening right? to Adam Schefter and Tony Jones and T. Higgins. Yeah, I should stop playing NFL and play MMA. That is true. That is true. Why would you stop playing altogether? I'm, I'm enjoying NBA right now. You're enjoying NBA? NBA? That's yeah. how, it's gotten to the point that the other sports are so bad that you're enjoying NBA. Well, it helps that I hit for 45K the other day. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that is <laughs> that, true. That'll help. But also that, like, the the way that I have now put together NBA and, like, the new model has been performing great, and I'm really happy with it. And one of the reasons why I enjoy DFS is building things that work. So at this point, at this point right now, my NBA model is my favorite thing that I have built, and it's performing well, so I like NBA right now. That's just how it goes. And then in February, when nothing matters and you can't do anything until six months before lock, I will go back to hating NBA. Don't you don't you find it funny that like you're the, you're most interested in the sports that you made a lot of money in? That is how it works. Yeah. Is, isn't that isn't that isn't it really really that's that's what we should have we should learn on this episode is that like <laughs> I'm into MMA. What happened in MMA two weeks ago? Well, I won thirty grand. Yeah. So I like oh I I like MMA right. <laughs> and then you're like you know you know I'm really liking NBA. It's like really. It's like yeah. Well, I won forty five thousand in it two yeah. weeks ago. I mean like. Like it doesn't come down to what objectively whether or not it's good or bad or or it's enjoyable yeah. or not enjoyable. It's just like no, no. That really comes down to the, the that truthfully it should come down to the ones that you actually win money at. Right, and, and that's you know that depends. Like on golf, I, I I've not I've not well, I'm not profitable in PGA DFS. So you know what? Hate the sport. Horrible <laughs> DFS sport. Hate it completely. 
right? But if I won $100,000, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'm making a PGA lineup every week. You know, like, yeah. that's really what it comes down to. Uh, Matthew Gajewski, uh, how is NBA different than CFB? Pure news, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, CFB being pure news means that, like, if I get you, – you have to dig for the nuggets of people that are going to play. You know what I have to do with NBA? I subscribe to Underdog NBA. And I wait for updates to come in. And then that's pretty much it. Like, and, and after you that, still, You sure. still get plenty of situations where the guy's – the guy's questionable doesn't start and then doesn't play or something, you know? No, like, no, not, not to the point happening. of CFB. Not even close to the point of college football. Yeah, you know, college, college football seems like the type of thing – where there could be a, a 38% owned guy that gets a zero that doesn't yeah. play. In NBA, that doesn't that doesn't happen. It's just that in NBA, you've got to constantly update projections and change everything all the time. But you, you're rarely going to be stuck in a situation where a guy that's projected for 32 minutes like is actually going to get on the court. Like Maybe yeah. they only play 24 minutes and you were off, but it's not like college football where it's like, oh, we're going to project this guy for 72% of the running back touches and 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 eighteen percent of the target share, and then he literally never steps on the field. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, when I say that I hate news aggregation sports, I mean that situations like that where one you have to dig for the information, and then two, even if you find the information, it might have a chance of being completely ass backward wrong. Those are sports that I refuse to play. I, right, because, you have to, you have to, the student union president saw someone in the cafeteria say that. Blah, blah, blah. Like that's, and that's the news that everyone's going. And not only is that dumb as hell that that's the news, but it could be right. It could literally be right. And you're listening to like some 19 year old dude who's probably on Molly at the school cafeteria (laughs) at 4 p.m. (laughs) saying that Tony Jones is going to be the lead back for Seattle. (laughs) And he's not, Blender. He didn't even play the first half. So yeah, I, those, those I I won't touch those sports. I think that my strength is in modeling, and my strength is in baseline and and putting together really strong models. My strength is not in news aggregation. It's gross. I can't do it. There are some people who are really really good at it. Um, at, when I when I worked at Daily Roto, uh, Galen I don't remember his last name. Dragiev. Yeah, he he still plays, and he plays the news aggregation sports, and he crushes them because he's good at it. He's really good. John Proctor is another guy. Great at news aggregation sports. I'm not that guy. I just can't do it. I'm bad at it. Daniel Hutchins says that I enjoyed developing my new MMA late swap process, but I'm not enjoying the experience of constant upload, download, rerun, et cetera, et cetera. Going to play maybe half the slates until MMA DFS dies. Right? Even my process, which is an automated, which is I just swap manually. It's, it makes it makes watching the cards. I mean, yeah, I know. Maybe you don't care about watching or sweating or enjoying the sport. But I do. So, like, I, I constantly, every 20 minutes, I have to be like, okay, what am I playing for? What does this lineup do? What what contest is it in? And this is with eight lineups. So that's why, like, I had a lot, I had a lot of, like, Alex. I, once, once you're out of contention, once you don't have, once you don't have uh, a Carantillo in your lineup, I was, like, playing, how do I rescue Mincash? game for like the rest of the night pretty much but like every fight do that do this when does this fight lock that one locks 20 minutes ahead of this one it's like i just i, I loved it before when there wasn't even an edge in late swap and it's just like dude it's six o'clock everything locks we see all done. of the ownership 
You can run even a sim on the contest and see what your EV is from that point. And then you just sit back and just w- watch everything unfold. Yep. 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 And if there's, and if someone gets canceled, then it, it, it's, it is what it is. It's happened to me before. Yep. And now, uh, now you just have to sit there the whole time. I, I wonder how Brian Jester's handling it. Have you talked to him about it? Court Jester's? Yeah. I mean, he has, he, he has a process. Yeah. has to have some type of process. Yeah. I, but I'm not focused on the large field. The thing is, is that I think the edge and late swap is so much greater in the smaller field stuff. The large field stuff, you, you almost, most of the time you need to find the optimal regardless of what you do anyway. So I don't think you're, you're, you're mostly like, if I could rescue one 555 lineup, that's like rescuing like 50 large field lineups. So like, you're not even going to rescue that many lineups in large field. So I think, right. I think large field play is not that dramatically affected, but the small oh, field. Oh, definitely. I think it's I think it's way worse because like you you have people who are like Daniel Hutchins who are re-simming and rerunning and everything like that. And the problem is not necessarily like for casuals, I don't think that it has changed the game that much, but for for sharper players, for overall players, the duplication factor has got to be higher. And especially if they drop down that top prize to 50k, that that's just that it's shot. I think I think I think this is only temporary. I think it, it's December. It's the last card of the year. There's going to be a month off of UFC. There's football going on. There's holiday stuff going on. I think I think when they come back on the 14th of January or whatever, whatever it is, in the mid January, it'll be back up to one. No, 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 no. We've we've seen this play out before, where they say, "Hey, we gave you these options, and you guys didn't want to play it, so now we're just going to keep the prize pools lower." We we've seen right, but leave late swap right. It could it can't be that late swap is is we've seen negatively it affecting their participation. You you remember uh, you remember when DraftKings took away late swap and NBA, yeah, and then they were like, and everybody screamed at them. I mean, the entire sphere screamed at them for it, and then they were like, okay, we'll give you some late swap contests, and late swap contests were like six dollars and a chicken. To first right, play. right, right, and then, exactly. And then they came out and they were like, well, we gave you the contests and you didn't want to play them. They'll do the same thing with MMA. Like, right. no, no, I, I, I've, I've, I've talked to them about that in the in the past. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I, I, I had, a, I had a meeting with their head of analytics, literal head of al- analytics. Well, I, obviously, I can't say what they said, but I can say what I've said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't say because of a non-disclosure agreement. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which is still in effect, even though this conversation is from like four and a half years ago. This is what I this is what I said to their head of analytics, who's now like the CFO, like the COO of the entire company. I said, said anytime you show me data, this is what I see. Said you ran a te- you run a B because they run A B tests all the time. I said did, did every every time you present data and a conclusion, it's flawed. Why? It's like because you run you run all these A B tests like this. Okay, we're gonna give people a choice, right? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get four thousand people in here, and we're gonna ask. We're gonna look. We're gonna get, you get to test drive two cars. Said a blue, a, a red Ford Focus, and a blue Lamborghini. Yeah, right. And the and four thousand people go out. They drive the Ford Focus, the blue Ford Focus, the red Ford Focus, the blue Lamborghini, and they come back. And most people are like, I want, I want, I want the, I want the Lamborghini. I want the Lamborghini. And then they go, okay, I, I'm glad we found out that people like blue over red. Yep. Right. So right. And it's like, uh, the color doesn't matter. It's because 
the car is significantly more like, yeah, people are going to want a sports car over, you know, a slubby, you know, Ford Focus type of car or whatever like that. But no, now we're testing out the colors. Like, well, did you run a test when you reversed the colors? No, well, no. So, so, so what, what are you what are you doing there? Like any any anytime they show me data, there were always flaws of self selection bias. Yeah, like it's like they knew. So it's it's like like someone said to them above them that said, "We need to prove X. So do whatever you can to make it look like that is true." And this is why I said they want to kill their MMA product. That's why. Why th- would they want? But the thing is, why would they want? Like what Dude, motivation? I don't. I don't run the company, but look at all of these decisions. Look at the mistakes. Look at the drop in price. No, they're just like, incompetence. It has. No, I don't think it's on purpose. It's. Incompetence. I, I. I think that I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat. I think they want to kill their MMA product. I don't know why, but no. I no the, the the thing that I I could give you I could give you maybe the reason they're doing this is not has nothing to do for gameplay reasons. It has to do with limiting customer support tickets. Oh, okay, that's fair. Right, because you could think oh, in terms happens. of. Like, oh, we're spending too much on CX, right? Mm-hmm. On customer support or whatever. So what, and they go through and they go, what What do we get the most amount of tickets for? And maybe this MMA, when something gets gets locked, we have to do so much stuff on those. When something can't, and they make a cost benefit analysis and go, our, our objective is to reduce as many customers of more tickets as possible from the DFS side. So even though it's bad for the DFS product, to them, they're only they're only measuring by customer support tickets. Well, and because it was already like a lower overall portion of their pie, like in terms of their their payouts and stuff like that, it probably would have been that the rake that they were making was not offset by the amount of customer support tickets they were getting. Is that right? That makes sense. I can buy that. Right. I'm not saying that's the case, but I, that's that's the way DraftKings is run. DraftKings is run very much on uh very much on a what is this change what is a change uh benefit us financially or save money financially and anytime you ask that it has to be on an extreme short-term basis here's so like anything that happens past three months doesn't exist to them here's what really happened all right they did the cost benefit analysis here but it wasn't based on their support tickets. They just wanted to put more money into Rainmakers. More money into NFTs. More money into pictures of frogs. So they found the thing that was costing them money so that they could put more money. That money. The money they're saving in customer support tickets here is not going towards their overall line. It's going towards pictures of frogs. Yeah, what a disaster that is. Tragic. Tragic stuff. And it's funny because like I, I've talked to some people who are making like good money in Rainmakers. Like I, I have a sub who's very, very like he's made a lot, which is great. But it's there's like six people that are gonna make money in Rainmakers. Right. Well, that's the point. Right. That's it. That's it. And and like that sucks as a product. It sucks as a product. So bad. And I guess you could make the argument that like only six people really make money in DFS. In terms of like the overall field, right? Like there's there's one percent of people who are actually making money. Uh, maybe one percent of the total rainmakers field is making money, and that's just the six people. And I can I can literally name them right now of the people who are going to make money because I know who it is. Uh, and that's one percent of the field, and I guess that's fair, but so annoying, such a bad product. 
Uh, did you get it? Did you get an Amazon card gift card from from DraftKings? Yep, I did. That's great. I am um, gonna buy. Uh, I don't know oven mitts. Maybe I need new oven mitts. Oven mitts. Yeah. I just I just applied it to my Amazon balance. Just whatever it is. That's a fair point. Yeah. Right. I, I don't do a lot of buying on Amazon. The the most recent thing I bought was a uh, a new a new office chair. I bought a secret lab chair, which is great. So. Um. I I, re- I just I got a wireless power bank starter. Oh, sick! That's that's cool. Margaret was talking about that the other day. Actually, pretty cool thing. Uh, no, I, 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 I just I just got a new iPhone, so I get the MagSafe, whatever, I, a battery pack. Did, did you get the brand new one? The 14 Pro. Okay, so really, really important. Their screens, they went back to using a certain type of glass that they haven't used in the last like three years. It's really fragile. Uh, make sure you get a screen protector, like a liquid screen protector. On. A liquid screen? I have to spray water on it? Uh, it's like, uh, you can buy it at, at Best Buy. I'm not sure if you're being facetious, but like... No, I'm going. I'm actually. I'm literally going to Best Buy today. Yeah, so, so go to Best Buy. Go I to Best Buy and ask. Ask for a liquid screen protector because the, the screen, like Damascus, got a hold of mine, and, and I have a 14 as well. Damascus got a hold of mine, and like scratched at it with his fingernails, and like it scratched the screen at the top. It's really delicate. That's so you, you want a screen protector? Like for the first time, Amazon sent me. I got. I was supposed. I was supposed to get a, a case. It was the first time Amazon has sent me the wrong item. Oh, that sucks. So I open it up and it's like, I, I want the, I got a 14 pro black case and I open it up and it's a 14 pro max clear case. I'm yeah. like, how was, how did that? So now I have to go to U, the UPS store in order to return this. That's annoying. But it's uh, no label, no box. So what I could just go with this and a QR code and they, they take care of it. Yeah. So that's what, I, that's where I'm going out later. I've been spent sending my, my my Amazon my whatever I got five hundred five hundred dollar gift card ain't bad that's pretty good that's not too bad it's not too bad or whatever five hundred dollar email that says here apply this to your balance <laughs> right yeah yeah you I got mean, a five hundred dollar uh, piece of computer code right I'd I'd rather that than the the they're sending what I I don't know if you're getting the the blanket and sweater or whatever yeah yeah, yeah I probably am. Yeah. yeah, well, who gives a crap about that? I, I haven't looked at any of that. I, I haven't looked at anything that I've gotten. I've just opened them up and just automatically applied to them, whatever. So I just, I just don't care. Well, just like anything that anything that has like DraftKings name on it, just don't send me that and just give me the equivalent in crowns. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need, I don't need a, I don't need a glassware set that has. We'll, uh, we'll have to talk about the tier points next week and how it's good for casuals. You're and being facetious. I'm being exceptionally facetious. That's... No, well, they're 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 putting the, the all the VIP stuff is going uh, is not just DFS. It's all in one bucket. They they've been doing they've been doing that for the past year or two. Yeah, I, I get it. But like DFS now... in and of itself it means nothing to them. They want you to spend money on the sports book. Oh, I know. But the amount of money that you have to play with for to hit certain tiers that the the way that I that I look at it is that they're just going to move all the tiers down. Like gold is the gold rewards from this year are gonna be silver next year. Silver's gonna go into bronze. And like I, I'm sure that's the way that it'll work. But to package it as being like friendly towards casual players when you have to spend 25k in entries to get into gold is like you really you that's that's casual. Right, twenty five thousand twenty five thousand dollars worth of play over the course of a year is not casual. Like the 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 analytics person that you talk to, come on, bro. Let's let's be realistic. That's not a casual player. A casual player might spend twelve hundred, right? Like, or no, no, no. Uh, might spend five thousand, a hundred dollars yeah, a week. Five thousand. There you go. Yeah, five thousand bucks. 
Right. Think of it. If you play a hundred dollars worth of entries per week, that's only five. That that's your fifth of the way to gold. Yeah. And and that's you know, hundred bucks a week is like five hundred. So so to get to gold, you have to pay five hundred dollars a week. Yeah. That's not casual. That's not casual. No. I, I have I've done a lot of coaching sessions with a lot of casual players, and the vast majority are well under a thousand dollars on their bankroll per month, like five hundred bucks in, in bankroll. Just so out of touch. I mean, for for me, I don't care. No, no. I mean, you you and I are. That's that's fine. But like, it's it's just annoying thinking of that the how out of touch that is. Right. I just don't want tear crit. Just don't just give me stuff in crowns and DK dollars. Don't send me. Don't here's 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 a here's a blank like a blanket. I don't want a DraftKings blanket. Here's how to make everybody the happiest. Just for every hundred dollars spent, just give me a dollar. Just do that. One percent rate. One percent rate back. Yeah. Sure. Cool. Okay. That's great. Just give me whatever the amount of rewards that you're going to give me over time. Whatever the value is, just divide that and just give me just rake back of that amount. Yeah, that's- yeah, absolutely. Just, just give me, just give me one. You you can break it up on tiers. Bronze gets uh gets half a percent back. Silver gets one. Gold gets two. Onyx gets five. There you go. Fine. Fine. I don't care. Cool. Do it. Love it. And then don't send me anything. I don't need anything. <laughs> right. right. James. Paydirt underscore DFS. Yeah, Paydirt underscore DFS on Twitter. Um, and then you can find all of my models and such. The new NBA model has been super hot over at paydirtdfs.com. Um, then we get League of Legends stuff back here pretty soon. Should be the 18th. So come get a subscription for all your esports needs and all that kind of stuff. Apparently the chat, everyone, the people want the DK blankets. You guys can have mine. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to the first person who asks. What is it? It's a blanket. You just go to... Go to Bed Bath and Beyond and get a blanket. I have a hundred blankets. My, right, my but, but mine says DraftKings. Who gives a shit what it says? It's <laughs> probably not even soft. All right, what's the cost of the, the DraftKings making these blankets and sweaters and socks? Do you want do you want fancy DraftKings socks? No. Depends on how fluffy they are. I guess doesn't matter. Well, why? I like fluffy. I have, socks. I have a DraftKings decanter. I don't drink. Who cares? Why are you sending this to me? <laughs> Send it to someone who cares and give me the money that it costs to make. That that that's all I care about. Yeah. yeah. Okay, doke. Uh, later today we got uh, we got uh, we got basketball today, right? Basketball later today. Uh, go to the Scores and Odds YouTube channel. Subscribe there for all the betting stuff. Our sister site, scoresandodds.com. Uh, if you want to take part in the Zoom coaching call that I'm doing tomorrow night, you got to be in the Discord, in the Blenders Game Theory channel. That's a premium-only channel. So you got to sign up for Roto-Grinders Combo Premium Package or any any premium, NFL, NBA. But get the combo. You get everything. So I don't, I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't be doing it. So click on the link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. Uh, we got we still got a month but more of a NFL content this year and uh and we'll be talking about stuff throughout the throughout the course of the week. I don't know. We got NBA, we got showdown. What else? We got I answer your questions. I mean, if you just show up Monday through Friday here at eleven o'clock Eastern, I try to answer your DFS strategy questions no matter what they are in the YouTube chat. 
So give me those thumbs ups on your way out the door. And I'll see you tomorrow on another edition of the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.